welcome back to A Couple of Creatives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lizzie. We're engaged. We run a video production company together along with many other things considering our YouTube and Instagram followings, but I digress. We post these episodes on the first and third Monday of the month. So if you're not getting enough couple of creatives, then head over to our creative club, www.patreon.com slash a couple of creatives, where you'll get exclusive bonus episodes, Lightroom presets, prints, and more. A warm what's up to all of our creative club members. And for all of you returning listeners, feel free to leave us a review below. Now back to the episode. What's going on, everybody? Hola. I talked. I, it's funny because I'm actually only talking to Lizzie, but I say like, "What's up, everyone?" Like I can no hear you respond. You. If you're in the car right now or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and you're like, "Hey, I heard you across the world." <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, we thought it'd be interesting to explore the topic of thriving during a pandemic right now, and and full transparency. Um, after this first month, which was a bit more of a rougher month emotionally and financially. We're on the opposite side of it now, and it's actually pretty good. Well, I want to be careful with our wording here because I'm not saying that the pandemic is great. It's terrible. What's happening is horrible. Uh, It's very scary, but we wanted to talk a little bit about why Chris and I feel like we're... We feel like we're thriving in social isolation right now. So it's not like we're thriving during a pandemic. That's We're thriving being at home and having a lot more time at home to focus on ourselves. Uh, so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about, how we kind of went from the mindset of feeling pretty down about this and depressed and anxious and kind of lost in terms of like, what are we going to look forward to now? You know, what does the future look like? And the unknown is scary. And I mean, we're, we're always kind of living in a world where we don't know what's going to come next, but there's no precedent for this. Uh, the last time this happened was a hundred years ago, more than a hundred years ago. So, um, and in very different circumstances. So we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, but there are certain ways that Chris and I have adopted different rituals and mindsets and um, practices and hobbies, honestly, in, in improving our mood, our work, our our lives, really. Just general right happiness, now. I would yeah, say. Yeah. So... I've been talking a lot today. I filmed um, four videos in an integration. So that's probably why I feel like I'm choosing my words very well right now. <laughs> it's funny because you're also the one talking the most right now. Yeah. Like I'm like, I want to say stuff, but you're like, I'm going to continue doing my thing. And I had two coffees and like one protein bar. And I'm just like... You're going to crash tonight. I want some mac and cheese or something. Yeah, but you're going to crash after the mac and cheese. No, and I'll I... be like left with this hollow woman of a person. Because no, on my home. list of things to do, I'm supposed to work out today. You're going to work out today. Yeah. Okay. It's a 15 minute. No, I think it's 10 minutes. It's supposed to be a 10 minute ab workout, but it'll probably take me half an hour. <laughs> On the note of working out, I think that is one of the the pillars of things that have actually added a lot of value to our lives over the last yeah. little while. So before we jump into all of this, I think there's um, different areas in terms of what thriving means. And Lizzie kind of touched base on them. But for us, it's a lot of like personal, there's some like elements of the business. And we're going to touch base on like a lot of these different things, but starting mostly on like the personal side. But I'd say like overall, if you're feeling good, if you feel happy, productive, you know when you have that feeling that like things are going great. That's, That's what I'm characterizing as thriving. Yep. 
yeah, thriving doesn't just mean like we're making buttloads of money. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> that's not what it and means. It's a, it's a feeling of thriving. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to asterisk that and clarify. Yes. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm just going to come out with like a bold statement out of everything. I'm feeling for me the happiest, but most importantly, I feel genuinely happy for the first time in a long time, which is like an interesting thing for me. Like I'm, I'm coming out of the last week where I've done a lot of... Um, this sounds always so airy-fairy, but like, let's just use the words. I've done like a lot of soul searching and I've done like a lot of... Inter- personal development. Personal development over the last little while. And I finally feel like I've addressed some of the bigger problems in my life that have kind of been a thread throughout the last almost 10 years in varying forms. And I feel like now I'm in a more peaceful place. And that's like, that's everything to me coming out of this pandemic. Because I don't think it would have happened if things had not slowed down. Maybe don't say pandemic. Sorry. (laughs) Let's say social... Distance. Distancing, social isolation. Social isolation. Isolation because it's not the pandemic; it's the fact that we have to be at home and focus on ourselves. That's yeah, so, I feel like this. Yeah, exactly. So um, the forced isolation. Can I say that. So, sure. Sure. Yeah. Forced isolation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because of the because of the whole world is going through this right now, and typically we have all these like soft commitments and all these other things in our lives that eat up all this time. We have all this free time on us for the first time in our lives, more or less. And I know that it's not for everybody, but at least for Lizzie and I, we had we we stepped into a lot more time because generally that time would be traveling. That time would be going to catching up for dinner and drinks with friends and family. And then there would be other soft commitments and going to events and all this like stuff is happening all the time. Even if um, you don't have things booked, there's this expectation of, oh, it's been this amount of time. I need to see my parents again. Oh, it's been this amount of time. I need to see that friend again. And there are so many jokes about how once you're finished, like seeing all your friends and hanging out with all your friends, <laughs> you have to start all over again yeah. from the beginning. And it's honestly kind of true because you're like, oh, I haven't seen them in so long. I have to make time for this. Yeah. And so all your free time, it, it's your priorities, right? So, and for us, like friends and family, um, family especially is number one. Yeah. You Pretty much every other weekend, like one weekend we're seeing your parents, the next weekend we see my parents. And then it just keeps going back and forth. Yeah. So that takes up at least a half day on your weekend, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, same thing. You want to see friends either on the weekend or in the evenings. And then there's just all these other expectations. Also, people think you're available. Everything's open before... Yeah before all this happened. Everything's open. Everything's operating as it always did. So there's just a lot more demand. There's a lot more expectation that you're available and you can work now and things are normal. And now so much is closed. There's been more of a slowness to... Um, I mean, in work, it doesn't really feel like a lot of slowed down for us. <laughs> Except we'll, for the travel. Which we'll talk about in a second. The but... travel is not slowed down. Uh, sorry, the travel has slowed down. Yeah, hundred percent. It's okay. You're... The travel has slowed. And so that means, yeah, because normally like we're traveling at least once a month. So, at a minimum. At a minimum. So that's at least a week, and, and a then, month. We're not here. A day of prep on the um, starting of that and then We have to pack. We have to come back. Afterwards. Yeah, which involves like chores, cleaning the house, laundry. We have to find someone to yeah. take care of the cat. You know, there's all those other things that go along so with you're, it. So you're looking like 10 days out of every mm-hmm. month is just strictly just for travel and work, mm-hmm. which is already... So like they, now it's like we just got back 10 days per month. 
Yeah. Which is like insane. So and, at a minimum. <laughs> and and the other thing to keep in mind right now too, and just in case you're not aware of it, is the only time we'll probably have guilt-free time to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really valuable. And I think that's something that you should remember that this is a really special time in the world. And that it's horrible. It's obviously extremely sad what's going on. But if in your life you're okay... You have okay, to change your mindset. You have to change your mindset to, to that. To focus on, okay, this is what's happening. I can't change that. What is the opportunity for me in this right now with what I can control, with what I can do, with what I can look forward to. um, What are some of the things I wanted to work on? Whether it's a project at home, um, whether it's a new hobby you want to take up, whether it's, you know, revisions to your website, whether it's just spending more time with your kids or your dog or I don't know. What is it you've always wanted to do and you haven't had time to do? Yeah. How can you be more optimistic about the opportunity that's in front of us. Because you just got a lot of time back. If you lost your job, um, if you aren't, if you're working from home, I mean, I suspect that you're still working regular hours from home. Yep. So now there's no commuting. Think of that time you'll get back. Yep. There's, There's so many elements of our life that we just got back. So for, for Lizzie and I, the first month was hard. We were very much like, oh, everything's changing. This is really difficult for us to deal with. We were both pretty like depressed and sad about a lot of things going on. Drank a lot during the day. <laughs> Drank <laughs> during the day. But I make really good margaritas and tequila sours now. So <laughs> Yeah. Lizzie also was learning how to make drinks. So that was like that was one of the first exercises of like and we also like binged Netflix and watched a ton of shows I and just a, I cooked a lot. I think we numbed ourselves to what was happening, more or less. Not really. I think, I don't think we numbed ourselves. I think we overexposed ourselves to what was happening because we're like, oh, we have to be educated. Oh, we have to be informed. Oh, we need to know exactly what's going on. I think everyone did at the beginning. And then we started to feel pretty dark about what was going on. Yeah. And so easy to get caught up in the energy of all that. Now that, now that I feel, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that was a bad idea. I think to a certain point we needed to educate ourselves on what was happening when this became very real for us in North America. Um, But now, you know, my, Happiness and my health is important to me. My mental health and my physical health is important. So as long as I'm abiding by everything that my government has set out for me to do, um, everything else I can choose. So I don't have to watch the news every day anymore. You know, this is going to go on for a while. Yeah, we've seen Justin Trudeau walk outside of his house enough times to know that like... I don't need to... I don't... I'm good. So I've stopped. And whether you think that makes me ignorant... Go ahead, call me ignorant, but I'm happy. Ignorance is bliss, okay? Yeah, but I, you're informed enough. Like, you know enough. I'm informed Nothing's enough. really changed. Um, and that's it. Nothing's really changed. So I have the luxury of kind of like backing away a little bit. But that's what's... I can kind of make this my new normal in my head yeah. where I wake up every day and don't go, oh, right, I can't go anywhere. I go, okay, this is life. Yep. You know, it's not, oh, COVID. It's like, okay, I'm going to get up, work like this. These are my new confines yeah. that I work within. These are the parameters yeah, to which your I'm, life is I've accepted fine. it and this is my life now. Yeah. <laughs> and if anything, we've reflected a lot on like how the uh, the simpler life has been really quite enjoyable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we're, we're loving it. Well, naturally, I'm introverted. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed like 
just spending time with you. And then I FaceTime my mom and like my key people who I want to talk to every day, my best friend. And um, working on my business, I've had the opportunity to spend more time on that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have to work during the week. And even more so because so many people don't, aren't, you know, calling or emailing us anymore. Yeah, weekends no longer became this like sacred spot. Yeah, so I'm going to take Thursday, Friday off and that's why I'm working this weekend. Exactly. Um, That's, so I'm, I'm cool with it. And one thing I really wanted to integrate into my lifestyle so we can come back to this, like Chris and I before were not exercising at all, mainly because I just couldn't seem to figure out how it was going to fit into my schedule. Yeah. And... And now, especially because we can't go anywhere, we can't go outside, we can't walk anywhere, we can't go dancing, we can't, you know, um, getting outside and being active is so much more important. And we recognize that pretty early. So at first it was just trying to get outside every day and sit outside and go for a walk. And now we've both actually adopted exercise routines. Yeah. I worked out today. Yeah. And so we have like physical goals and on, you know, that we want to attain. And so like we, we both want to come out of quarantine looking like brand new people. And I'm like, I'm going to come out of this with a six pack. I keep joking. Yeah. Obviously, I'm definitely not, but maybe I I'll still need to, like yeah. a couple pounds. I don't know. I still need to define my like goal with fitness. And for me, it's just like the, like I like- I feel the, better. I feel better as well. And for me, I'm just trying to recognize that in the moment, yeah, it's going to hurt, but I love how I feel right afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it's providing a lot of mental clarity. So I would say one of the things previous to the last year, which if I'm being honest, I might've been like overworked, stressed, tired. I always just felt like my mind was very foggy and I didn't feel that creative, truthfully. So one of the things that exercise has helped is just like kind of clear the clouds that are in my mind a bit Mm -hmm. and has helped me feel more like have more energy, feel more excited and grateful for life. And that's made me more creative. It's funny. Like we have a couple of these projects that normally would be like super stressful. Like I have to oh, do I pro- should be so stressed right now. I have now. a project for <laughs> NVIDIA and a project for Skillshare that I have to go out this week. And I'm just like, I'm chill. I'm like, they're great. I like came up with a couple ideas today that I was like, these feel original to me. And I'm like, this is cool. And, I'm, and I'm, I haven't, I haven't had that experience in a while. Um, because normally I'm just like, I just make the thing and the next thing done, then just like, I'm a, I'm a slave to my own machine that is YouTube, which mm. is, sounds heavy, but now I look forward, like I genuinely look forward to making videos. Like I liked making videos before, but now I'm like, oh my God, I can make videos. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. What a cool, what a cool job. Mm-hmm. So my perspective on everything there has changed. And, and, and that is in part to exercising as well as a few other things. Well, yeah, I mean, we've, everyone's heard that a big part of mental health is exercise. It improves your mood because it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we just weren't does. doing it. And we just weren't doing it. And I'm, and I remember when I was in, like, I, I did have good workout routines like two years ago and I was going like three times a week to the gym and I felt good. I felt physically strong too. Because I really started to notice that I wasn't healthy when I started to feel not just lazy though, but I started to feel weak. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, <laughs> you know when there's like something in front of you that's like a simple task and you're like, and you're just like, lift Ugh! the table and you're like, Ugh! oh my God, I can't even lift the table. This yeah. is embarrassing. Or I would be sore the next day from doing something that wasn't that hard. Yeah. And I was like, oh boy. Do you want, for me, a really big moment of realizing that I was like, so I think people think I'm active. 
they like look and they're like, you look active, but I've just, but but I've just hidden it with like bigger tops and like form fitting and I I wear a lot of black and I love baggy sweaters though and leggings. So, um, a couple months ago, right before all the quarantine, I went on this trip to the UK and they had invited 25 people from around the world, uh, with the tourism board and they put everybody into different groups, the five people in every group. So then there was like the fashion group and the food group. I got put into the active group, oh, no. the adventurer group. Well, yeah. And it, like, I loved everyone, but like, I was like low key kind of having trouble keeping up with everybody. Like we, there were people there with like, not even six packs, like, like a 14 pack. Like I didn't mm-hmm. even know some of those muscles existed mm-hmm. until I saw them. And I was like, Hey, I don't want to take one top off in front of you, but just like, I'm, I'm active. Don't worry. Other thing, like you're a guy. You can literally sneeze and get so fit. It's not fair. <laughs> I wish like, it was that easy. You're designed to have low body fat, you know? I know. But anyways, on, on that trip, I like, it really hit me where I was like, I need to just, I need to respect my body more and like treat it properly. Cause I don't want to just end up 10 years from now not only with like my back being sore and being overweight, like I also just don't want my child to look at me in the future and to be like, hmm, interesting. Mm -hmm. So to translate this into how you guys can apply this to yourselves is I wouldn't say like you have to start working out. You know, we started slow. Yeah. Going for a walk every day, making it a ritual. Yeah. Um, And what I was doing and I'm still doing is like, if I don't feel like working out, I'll at least do some yoga out on our balcony. And then like even stretching feels so good. And like do some beginner, like I've been using the, I think it's called Down Dog app and it's free right now for a month. So you can totally sign up to that and they have like different levels of intensity. So you can be like beginner one, beginner two, intermediate or advanced. And they're pretty low impact. So that's a great way to start. And just to get outside and you feel so nice after you're just breathing like fresh air and stretching. Yeah. Um, And I think you'll find that having that ritual every day, if you do it when you first wake up or you do it at sunset every day, will really improve your mood and your outlook on life. 100%. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've also um, done my best to not check my phone as much and like cycle through apps, which has been really helpful. So I find like rather than trying to get the endorphin rush of like, oh, I posted a photo and like Instagram, like I've just been trying to like, we've been reading a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. And I know these all sound like classic things where everybody when says you do it. them, it like changes everything. <laughs> it's so funny. So it's like, oh, now you should work out and you should also start reading books. We set a challenge for ourselves this month where... Not this month, this past week. week. But are we going to keep going? I'd like to. Okay. I think we can. What I would rather do is I'd rather earn the movie. So, like, let me let's tell you what we did. We didn't watch television for a week. We're almost at. We're one day away. We're almost at the tomorrow. one day, tomorrow. We will officially have not watched any television or movies or sat down to watch a movie the whole week. We have watched some YouTube content from our friends. Yes. But not like a show or anything. Yeah. And more or less, we've been listening to podcasts. I've been building Lego. I've been reading. Lizzie's I go been, to bed earlier. Lizzie's been working on the I stuff. work late. <laughs> yeah, you're working late. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm not going to judge you for that. But anyways, so not only did we get all this time back, but 
we even got more time back by taking away some of the other distractions in our life. And it's only because I think we were recognizing that we were just watching nothing. Like, because we, we watch a lot of, like normally we watch a lot of Netflix and watch a lot of movies. And I think we just were like, yo, we've watched everything yeah. that's good. At this point, we're watching garbage and this and is just I, a waste yeah, of our time. I love watching good shows and I'll rewatch them and I'll analyze them and talk about them with people. And so I'm never going to be like, oh, Netflix is garbage because I don't believe that. Yeah. But I do think you can watch too much of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's what was happening. And now that we haven't watched anything in a week, I'm thinking, oh, if I did watch something, what would I really want to watch? Yeah, it's helping reset and, our, our brains in terms of how we like want to I'm consume. using my brain more. Yeah. I feel like I'm... Um, I'm not turning it... Like sometimes when you watch a show, you're turning it off. Yeah. And sometimes that's what people like because they just want to forget about their day. Yeah. But because I'm not doing that, there's no like... You know when your computer is shutting down or, or turning on yeah. and it takes time for it to do that? Yeah. Like there's no like waiting for it to turn on again. Does that yeah. sound weird? No, I think it's great. It's just I always think, running. I think you've. I think what you're doing is you're more present and yeah. you're processing things differently. So where you might have been in like a passive state previously where you like picked up on a few things, I think what you want to do now is like when you consume a piece of content, you really like want to like listen and enjoy and take it for what it is. Yeah. Rather than just being like, cool, this is on. And like when we when we find a show we love, we are like we're like into it. And I'd rather like because I'm I'm really bad, and I think most of most people in this generation will check their phone a lot when they're watching a show. Yeah. Like I don't when we finally gift ourselves like gift. Fuck, I hate how I sound. When when we like allow ourselves, <laughs> when we allow when we're finally just go when we watch a show. <laughs> when we when we're finally you know go and watch a show, I want it to be something that we can both watch present like fully present take it in enjoy it and like that's the difference from like how we previously consumed content to how we would hopefully like to do it moving forward also um i've been reading a couple books and like that like it's i've i read two books this week i've never done that yeah and like i loved it and then i like reflected on the book yeah and it was great the other thing is you don't always we're talking a lot about activities you could do but you don't have to do anything if you're satisfied just laying there and thinking and playing with your cat, that's fine too. Yep. Like I love doing nothing sometimes yeah. and not, not being lazy doing nothing, but like and scrolling through your phone, but present nothing, <laughs> yeah. you know, and playing with uh, your cat on your stomach or petting it, not, you know, you don't always have to be listening to a podcast or reading a book or no, and you I don't think have it, to have an activity all the time. No. And, and what I would want, to remind everybody is this is what's worked for us. I think it's really important for you to experiment with things that work for you and that you enjoy. Like there's, everybody has certain things in their life. It's not like we're here going, read a book and you should exercise. Like you probably have something that you enjoy doing. Do that Mm -hmm. instead of the the other things that you typically find yourself doing. No hate to Netflix, but, or like whatever, no hate to television. Yeah. But, you probably could be watching less realistically. Yeah. It took a lot for me to say that. I love Netflix. I know you do. You really do. Yeah. We, yeah. It, it's not easy. Like th- during the week, we were on Wednesday. I remember you were like, but I just want to sh- watch a show. Well, I couldn't fall asleep one night and I was up and I was like, man, what I would do right now is put on Friends. Yep. 
and just watch it. And, and then you even, even asked because you were like, I'm exhausted. Can we just like, can we just watch a show? <laughs> and then I was like, no. And I also said it one time to you. Well, I was like, I we should ask. just watch a I show. I said what I would normally do right now is watch a show, but that's what he said. I didn't want to break it. No, I didn't want to break the... I had one time. No, it's equal. And we're going to be honest with ourselves. One time I said <laughs> I wanted to watch a show and you said no. And then also you actively said one time I want to watch a show and I said no. So we both held each other accountable, okay. which is great. I wasn't really asking. <laughs> okay, do we want to play a game? Because sure. I was thinking about this yesterday. Okay, go. If we both... So think of one show you would want to watch. Don't say it. One show you would really... like the first. Do you show, have to know the answer? Okay, just let me explain the rules. Okay, go. Think of the one show you would really want to watch when we're done doing this little exercise, okay? Yep. Do you have it? There's one because I have it in my head. Is it a show Don't we've say. already watched or like something? Okay, I know what I want to watch. Yes, it's one we've already it's watched. It's a movie though. It's, oh, d- sorry. Stop. Sorry. Oh. Okay, okay, explain the rules. Go. <sighs> well, I am listening. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that had to be a show that we ha- whatever, had already watched. I know. Well, if you stopped telling me what your thing is, you'll know it's important <laughs> not to tell me. I said, think about it. Don't say it. Oh my God. Okay, I'm learning. Go. So... <laughs> Think of whatever it is. It can be a movie or a show that you would want to watch as soon as we're done. And I'm going to count to three. And if we both say the same one, then we get to watch it tomorrow. But we're not going to say it. I no, know. we are. I'm going to count to three. No, but, but I know that we're not going to say the same one. How do you know that? Because I don't like, you know that I don't like the one that you choose? No, because you probably don't know about the one I want to watch. Have you seen it already? No, but I want to watch it. No, it has to be one we've already seen. Fine. Okay. Makes it easier. Fine. I have an I have a movie I want to watch. Go. It's I already know they're not gonna be the same. They're not. I know they're not. <laughs> Three, two, one. Forgetting Chernobyl. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking forward to playing this with you since last night. <laughs> Did you think I was going to say Chernobyl? Yeah, I really did until you said, oh, it's a movie. And then I was like, why do I bother? Oh. Because it's a series. Anyways. Chernobyl's really good, though. <laughs> it's a little heavy. Yeah, because it's so good. It's so well done. I wanted to watch it again. It's too heavy. You're too loud. You're peeking. Be softer. Why don't you play the game properly? Okay. I, okay. Anyways. That was fun. What else is making you thrive <laughs> right now in social isolation? Why do you say it like that? For fun. Okay. Well, other things that are allowing us to thrive, at least in our business, we don't mm-hmm. want to talk about business side of things now. We can talk about whatever you want. Well, I feel like we've covered a lot of the personal stuff and people go don't want it. to be like, okay, we got to even work out and read books it. now. Um, the other thing on a side note is we've... I've been personally listening to a lot of pod, like podcasts. I've been enjoying Joe Rogan's podcast a lot right now, which I've never listened to in the past. Um, and I've just been doing like a lot of research on other things that I've like never really ever cared about in the past. So like if there's one thing that you really like, dive into that and start researching it. I read a whole book on like Ed Sheeran's career, learned a lot about um, his career and how it even applies to like what we're doing. So there's things that you can take from even studying people and or something that you're just genuinely interested in. So business side of things. For us, the first month was a financial hit, 
right? Both on the stock market side and on uh, jobs. So we like canceled our course. We had to cancel a bunch of other jobs that were going on. And um, our, a lot of rates even now are still cut in half. That being said, what our theory is, is that Q1, all these budgets had been allocated for like events and there was all these things that were going on from the marketing side. And as YouTubers, a part of our revenue stream and how we make money is through paid sponsorships. So what's happened is that money was that's being generally allocated for marketing events and um, on-site activations. They're like, well, that's not happening right now because people can't be around people. So even if that budget was cut in half... Even if that budget is cut in half, there's more opportunity now because as Q2 has started, they're like, everyone's reevaluating their marketing budgets. They still need to spend it in some capacity. And the only place they can spend and it is online. The only place they can spend it is online. So that's actually been beneficial to us. And a lot us. of companies have pulled their online ads, at least right now. So if you want to advertise in your online business, there's a lot more opportunity for you to actually be seen. There's less competition. Yep. There, so. the, especially like the travel space is not marketing as much right now. So for example, we've actually, I've purchased a lot of random things off of Facebook ads in the last little while because there's less competition. But I've also noticed a huge push in other areas, but we will talk about that afterwards. Well, I think, no, I think we can talk about it. Um, one misconception during this is that, and it's become truth because everyone's been saying it, but that doesn't actually make it true. Like pe- we accept things as truth that, that we hear a lot. Yeah. It doesn't actually mean it's based on fact. And one of those things is that, oh, no one's spending money right now. How many times have we heard that during this? Yeah. And that's just not true. It's also you come to your own conclusions, even if you haven't heard it, because you think, oh, everyone's laid off. No one's must be spending money. No one would be spending money. It's not true. If all money stopped being spent, then the economy would really crash and it would never recover. And the stock markets are up. So like people are spending money. And I obviously know that comes in variant forms and that's a very like polarizing topic, but it still is reflective of like the economy's not the worst. So... In your business, you can absolutely pivot or, you know, keep selling whatever it is you're selling and make money. There's still opportunities for money to be made. So you shouldn't just sit on your butt and not do anything. You know what I mean? You can go, oh, well, nobody's making any money. Because that's one source of depression that a lot of people are having through this is like, oh, well, what's the point of me continuing to sell my thing online or building out my website right now or really pushing to get to kickstart this whatever it is that I was going to start. And I don't think that you should stop whatever your goal was this year. Like don't let this get in the way of you being able to achieve what if it's a financial goal or a business goal or whatever it is because it's it's just not true. Yeah, you're 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 telling yourself a lie as a way to rationalize your fear in some capacity. So it's important to always not believe that and try to have an opportun- opportunistic mm-hmm. 
opportunistic mindset, like we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, on the personal side of things, you can still do it on the business side. Lizzie mentioned pivoting your business and or building products that people could use during this time. You know, mm-hmm. I've purchased courses, I've purchased digital products, I've purchased uh, a, a stuff. People are online cat. shopping. I'm online shopping. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's people are still spending money, and you have to remember that there's certain people that have not been affected by COVID nineteen in terms of business. So certain aspects, some people are thriving during this, and other people are not. And you have to remember that you. If you can look at things and maybe flip what you're doing on its head, maybe there's an opportunity for you. Well, and the way you want to think about anything, any obstacle you're faced, like this isn't, you're not unique right now in in having this thrown in your face. So if you're in this poor me mentality, get out of it right now. Think about what kind of person do you want to be? How would you want, you know, who would you look up to during this pandemic? You know, someone who That's huge. is working hard and even harder despite what's happening because they're so dedicated to their goal. And that's who I want to be. Yeah. I'm not sacrificing my goals for this year. I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to try my best. And I still believe that I could hit my annual goal, which I've set for myself. Yeah. And a lot of, and all of my small objectives that I've listed in each quarter of the year because that's what I do. Um, You're 100% in control of that. And you telling yourself you can't do it is you kind of like rolling over and letting that happen. So I've been listening a lot to Amy Porterfield's podcast. And in one of the recent episodes, she said that Michael Hyatt, who is actually the creator of the Full Focus Planner, you don't have a full focus plan. They should you really heard me, sponsor this podcast. They should really just sponsor me in general. And I don't know, like at least give me an affiliate link at this point. Anyway, so she had him on a podcast and uh, he gave her some good advice. And he said, whenever you're, kind, whenever you're faced with an obstacle, an obstacle like this, what would you do if you were brave? And if, if you were brave and just even like, embodying that sentence and that mentality is going to make you work harder. Just knowing yeah, that. Yeah, not even in this situation, but in like all aspects of your life. Yeah. Like ask, like that's such a deep question. Like if asking- If I were brave in this scenario, I would still be launching, you know, all the courses I planned. I would launch more. I would take every, like all my goals and I would use this time to, to just do it anyways and yeah. work harder and take whatever the confines of the situation are and try and work with them rather than against them. You know, if I were brave, I would go ahead and do it anyways. <laughs> yep. Um, and still try and ob- uh, reach my goals. I wouldn't just roll over and let, and call pandemic. <laughs> the, the irony is that when things are normal, the, the number one common thread that I feel like a lot of people always have is like, I don't have enough time. And now mm. you have it and then you're going to squander what's it. what's happened now. I know. You have all this time now. Mm-hmm. And you have this time for like to do things that you love. And if you're an excuses person, you'll find another one like, oh, well, no one's doing anything anyways. Yeah. And I'm just so unmotivated. <laughs> I'm so depressed. Uh, da, da. And like I'm saying a lot of people use the blanket statement, I'm depressed when they don't actually have depression. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people just say that. Um, and so you're, you know... You, things you're okay. Basically, you're if if you're 
if you're telling yourself another excuse, all you're doing is constantly saying the timing's not right. Because for a lot of people right now is the perfect time to launch certain businesses, learn a new skill set, do something like that. And again, I'm not saying that you have to have these pressures of like, I should be using this time effectively. You know, if If this is really getting to you emotionally, the bare minimum of what you guys need to do every day is stay home, stay healthy, don't get COVID, don't spread COVID. Yeah. That's it. So if you're doing that, you're already doing a really good job. Yep. And if it's important for you right now and you feel like you're strong enough to go ahead and do more, you can. Yeah. Don't think that you can't is all we're saying. Yeah. There is an opportunity to be seen in in what we're faced with right now. Um, yeah, but at the same time, guys, don't be hard on yourself. No. It's okay. Yeah. Don't it's going to be okay. It, re- it really will. And we'll all get through this. We'll all come out hopefully better people. Lizzie and I, our goals, we we have goals for ourselves coming out of this. And then it's also what we want to carry moving forward in terms of like how we'll reflect when normal is back to normal. Like for me, I've read a couple books, one of them being um, Essentialism. And for me, it's also remembering to say like, how the, to have the power to say no to certain things. Because right now, you don't have to say no to as much. Because the nice thing is like when something comes up, like a soft commitment that you might make for yourself, where it's like in a normal world, you're like, oh yeah, we'll, get, we'll go have coffee. Even though you might not want to actually grab coffee, but you've just said it to like not make the other person feel sad. Now you've committed yourself to potentially like a four-hour thing, right? You you don't have to do that right now. You don't have that set in front of you. But one of the big things that I'm going to learn going through this is that I've learned how to properly say no and I'm going to try to exercise that moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing that there's a lot of healthy habits that you can build during this time that you'll be able to take when new normal comes out of it. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes I feel like when I talk... I'm in my head and then when the words come out, they don't always make sense. And then I look <laughs> for you for validation. And I'm uh, like, if she's understanding this, then hopefully the but world But also will. like I understand the unique way in which your brain works. So I don't know if I'm the best <laughs> to ask anymore. People always, uh, my editor will sometimes joke and be like, Lizzie, translate Chris's message yeah, like, Chris into will real say, language. Like, Can you do da, 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 and then Lucas like is silent and then looks at me and goes, will you translate please? Yeah. <laughs> I am trying to be better with my words and be present with my words uh, rather than just being like, well, I'm just talking and saying all this stuff Mm -hmm. or letting my mind wander. So I'm trying to put together sentences that actually make sense now. Mm -hmm. I think I just need to... uh, I need to get back into reading more. I mean, right now I'm in a stage where I have a lot of work on my plate. So I'm really just trying to get through that. But when I give myself my long weekend next weekend, and if we're still not doing this Netflix thing, then I'm going to be really forced to do some You'll probably like get through like two or three books just in those four days. Yeah, I do love reading. I just need some quiet time to to do it. I read a lot when we're on vacation. Which is like once a year. The irony <laughs> is, I we also bought a PlayStation Four during all of this as well. Um, but to I want to try stuff. to watch stuff when we're at Lizzie's cottage and or to play some video games here and there. Um, the one thing though for me is that I, just quickly talking about video games, I at least that is somewhat active because it requires like problem solving and figuring out puzzles and being tactile and. 
understanding strategy. So there's an element in that storytelling or in that medium that is more active than other mediums, I would say, that can sometimes put you in a bit more of a passive state. So I think... I do enjoy video games because of that. I just have to remember not to get caught up in it because I have like a bit of like an addicted personality where I'll just be like, I'm starting this thing. I have to finish this thing because this is what I've started. And it could be like a 40 hour game. So I have to remember like even today, I've so three days ago, I started like a Lego that requires like probably eight hours to build. All I wanted to do when I came back home was was like, just finish the Lego car, which is another. Yeah. And I didn't. But I had this urge to want to do it because it's like I always fall into it. Yeah, I get that. But anyways, on the business side, one of the other things that we've figured out is there's multitude, there's different angles to our business and different revenue streams um, that we've been trying to grow. So not only is it sponsorship and YouTube and Instagram, I'm also trying to start TikTok because that's something I'm interested in. And I feel like I'm genuinely interested in because I've finally taken in the platform and like it. Um, but that's something that's not generating revenue for us. What is generating revenue, and I've done a lot of courses on it and I studied it because I was excited about it, is more of our digital products. And when I finally got to slow down through all of this, I like looked at the analytics and I was looking at presets and all the products that we made. And I was like, oh, wow, these have actually sold really well. And why am I not putting more time into this? Mm-hmm. So I did a course, I studied from somebody and like somebody who had half as half the size of the email list that we do as well as like a smaller following and not that that means anything. It just, they had generated a million dollars in revenue and I was like, yeah, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. So not only through the social distancing time, I became more self-aware of parts of our business that I was neglecting. And that means everything because that's going to be a bigger priority for us moving forward is like, oh, why... For example, let's say... Well, re, I think the point summed up is reinvent your income stream. Yep. And if you have an existing business that you're relying a lot on one form of income that isn't coming in right now... Think of how you could find another platform and even better, a more passive platform. So not necessarily trying to make a million dollars, but how can you now set up a new stream of income that will require less time to maintain that will support you right now and then give you more money in addition to your regular income when this is over. Yeah, Yeah, over the long run. So there are courses you can invest in. Maybe you already are aware of some of these strategies right now. Building out your email list is a big one. So um, in addition to like what Chris was talking about and building more uh, digital products, which we're both focusing on right now, um, and which we're still going to launch during this, by the way, um, I'm also focusing on growing my email list because that is still an important part of having a business. But like Chris said, there are opportunities where you don't need a very big one, but it's still an important thing to have. Yep. Uh, can make it a lot easier for you in some ways. So I'm well, working on some leads to to grow my email list yeah. and provide more value there. Another just like hot tip for anyone, email marketing is if you are looking to make money through selling a digital product, is the highest converting and... It's, isn't it like 80% or something ridiculous? No, it's not. It's I mean, you still got to have a good copy. And but you isn't still it like have a good, really high? It's much higher though. I don't remember the stat, but I remember hearing it and being like, well, that's a lot. It's the highest converting one. So whatever percentage converting. that is, it's the highest one 
relative to like, so the whole, I, I mean, we can deep dive. This should be a whole separate podcast. So I'm not going to talk about yeah. this right now. Long story short, what I wanted you to take away is that email marketing, if you're not considering emails being important, you should flip that narrative and that mindset that you have in your head and make sure that you're building out an email list if you're doing anything social. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. Muy importante. <laughs> uh, Lizzie touched base on a lot of things there that um, reinventing your income streams. The other thing to always remember and what you should consider is like, is there a way in your current life that you can build out other revenue streams so that even if you are working a full-time job, that mm-hmm. let's say that full-time job disappears like it has for a couple of people here. I'm so sorry for anyone who is listening that's lost their job. Is there ways um, that you Are can... there ways? Sir, thank you. Are there ways that you can find other revenue streams? So for example, on a, at a really like high level, my portfolio of how I make money looks like this. I have a rental property that is building equity mm-hmm. and that is uh, making me money. I have a YouTube company that which is mm-hmm. I sell sponsorships I have digital products I also have affiliate links and mm-hmm. we've just built out all our affiliate links and providing the opportunity for people to buy at multiple places for the same product mm-hmm. which increases our revenue stream increases the amount of money the that we can be making and conversion rate um, as well as the different affiliate programs pay out in different rates. So we have affiliate programs as well. Um, we also have a separate production company where we do projects just for companies themselves. And this is just like a very high level look at the places that we make money, which is like anywhere between 10 to 15 different places we make our income from. So can you in your current state go, hey, rather than just having one, Maybe I can build out a second one or maybe I can have a side business or maybe I can do X, Y, and Z to build out three or four other revenue streams so I'm making money so that let's say the whole rug of everything gets pulled out, I still have some other areas. Like my assistant, Holly, and our podcast producer, she told me she did something so smart today. So she works for us part-time. She also does some work for another YouTuber. She also freelances And recently she started working in Procreate and I don't, you probably don't know this, but she started an Etsy store where she's been, um, from what I understand, I didn't ask her a whole lot about it, but she is selling like some of the little like prints and things that she's been making in Procreate and, um, the highlight first frames. I'm, do you know what I'm talking about on Instagram? Yeah. You know how everyone has like those custom, highlight, like the first frame of your highlight is the cover, like a highlight cover. Yeah. So she's been selling like different icons and things and you could buy the pack for your Instagram icons, like your highlights, your Instagram highlight covers. Yeah, that's brilliant. And uh, yeah, so she's probably going to expand that. And that's like this little side thing that she's done in addition to everything else, which I think is genius. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) She didn't just sit back and go, oh, these are my income streams now. These other YouTubers are still, you know, paying me and even though her freelance jobs have probably taken a hit, she can still work for us. And now because she doesn't have those other freelance jobs, she can spend time doing other things like this Etsy site, which is great. That's another online business she's just started. Yeah, it's amazing. Holly, if you are listening, which I assume you probably are, another way that you can strategize this, and this is for anybody who's listening, (laughs) what you can do is that you can take those and then potentially approach other YouTubers because the other thing is that other people are struggling and as a team, and if you can collaborate together, 
For example, in Holly's case, you could take those Instagram covers, maybe find somebody online that sells products like that, work with them, say, you get 50%, I get 50% or whatever percentage that you want. Now the person that you're working with makes money and you make money and you might have been able to create more business and win-win situations for people because of what you're creating. Yes. So not only do you think, oh, I have to sell this myself. What if you make a product and you know someone else could sell it better? That gives you another chance, again, to make money. Mm-hmm. That's how you can thrive in situations like this. Mm-hmm. Again, that comes down to relationships and a bunch of other things involved. But um, I think it's it's brilliant. And I think if you can spot things in the market... So I read this, I read this book um, a couple years ago where... The whole idea is that if you pay attention to things that have like poor design or or they don't work in a real in a certain way. So, for example, um, the example they talked about in the book was like if you're at an airport and they're trying to say like, okay, this flight's coming up, and no one understands because the speakers shit. Like it's going like, I'm doing this flight, and like everyone understands that they can't understand. So then that's a design flaw in their system. If you can present being like, hey, I've noticed this is a flaw. And that person goes, oh, okay, thank you. We solved that. You fixed the problem for them. That creates an opportunity for you to look at a lot of things in life and be like, is there an opportunity for me to fix something or is there a product that I can create that would actually solve a lot of problems? Because a lot of people are not actively thinking about solving problems and not... Your business should be a solution in itself. Exactly. A product should be a solution in itself. That's why people buy your thing. Exactly. And They have a problem that you're... Thing solves. Exactly. <laughs> so my idea is that rather than looking at like, oh, I, I want to copy the product that everyone else has made, can you look and see that there's a problem in the world that you can provide value to? And most of the time, if you're creating a digital product, the problem that you're solving is giving more time back to somebody. Because what you're doing is like, let's say it's Lightroom presets. You're selling a preset because it helps somebody get to a final result in a quicker amount of time. And what you're really selling is not the preset, but you're selling time back in that person's life or insight on how to get somewhere. Time and uh, higher production quality (laughs) for they can maintain their low level of expertise in building that. And they most importantly, they can put their name on it and they don't need to credit you for that. It now becomes their work, which is what everybody wants is something that they can use for something that's theirs. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we're getting off tangent now. This is, this is becoming like business tips and then less like, well, no, we're 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 teaching people how they can thrive during this. We're teaching, no, but that's like teaching people how to grow their businesses during this. We're supposed to be giving them tips on how to but it's a mindset thing. Okay. Well, I think we're, we disagree. I, We've talked I, enough about it is I what I'm going to say. Liked it. it is good, but I think it could be a whole other podcast, Fine. you know? How else are you thriving during this, Lizzie? Well, I think we've talked enough about how to thrive. I think they've thrived enough. I think we're all thriving. We should continue to thrive at home where there's mac and cheese. Oh my God. What a segue. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Here's the quickest outro ever. Do not forget to leave a review. That shit actually helps. And also check out our creative club at patreon.com backslash a couple of creatives. I'm going to say it one more time. Patreon.com backslash a couple of creatives. And if you're still listening at this point, we love you. We appreciate you. Good. Bye. Bye.